Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson podcast sponsored by Anchor app. What's, what's, what's really popping? Man, it's early in the morning. Real early in the morning, man. I'm just now getting up, ready to enjoy this Saturday and uh, get me a good workout in. You know what I'm saying? Spend some time with the wifey. Celebrate life. You know what I'm talking about? Like, get ready to watch the SEC championship. Them Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide. I ain't telling y'all who I'm going for, but y'all should know who going to win. But, man, I just had to get on, on this audio show to talk about uh, perceptions and attachments. But before I get into that, though, you know what I mean? We got to celebrate that victory last night. Being from Tennessee, it's only right now. It's only right that I celebrate that victory. Three Six Mafia, the most known. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The album. A lot of people. Them boys, now. Yeah. For the first time, it's going down history, baby. New Three Six Mafia. I got to tease y'all for a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up now. They represented the state well last night, man. This song down there made me shed a tear last night. If you from the streets and, and you from the state and you know what it means to make it out of Tennessee in music or, or just to be successful, period, in music. And you know this song and you was riding on your spinners or your Chevy or your Cadillac and you was grinding and you was getting right to it. You know what this song mean to the state, man. What y'all think about the battle last night, though, the verses, man? To me, personally, <laughs> Bone only had one record For the love of money It was a A sweep After that To be honest with you But <laughs> My perspective Could be jaded Cause I'm from Tennessee You know what I'm saying They brought Wheezy out They brought out Terrence Howard out Man They brought 8 Ball MJG For this song Book man And uh They was doing their thing That the energy was Uh So high that I thought it wasn't even A matchup man To be honest with you Because Bone Thugs, they, they probably would have done better with Crucial Conflict or Do or Die or somebody like that. But up against 3-6 Mafia with the plethora of hits that they got, it wasn't a matchup, man. 3-6 would have, if you wanted to keep the energy up, it would have been better if they would have did it with Lil John and the Eastside Boys or something. You know what I mean? But Bone Thugs and Harmony with that singing gangster, whatever, thug, whatever it is, I don't know what it is, man, but... I ain't hating on y'all neither Y'all legends But Up against 3-6 It was a totally different story For real Them boys legends And they still making hit records today You see Pat He on uh, Drake new album And uh, Paul He producing on Drake album He got the song with uh, Drake and Jay-Z It's just it's, it, it was too much for them boys man And uh, It was a blowout if you disagree, say something in the comment section or, or, or hit me up and tell me what your perspective was about the uh, the versus battle. But me personally, I think it was a blowout. 
But when when I first came on the pod, I said that this song made me feel some type of way. I got emotional, and I wasn't emotional because of the song or nothing. It's just that at this time they got Buck on her from Nashville. They represent Memphis well with Ball and G and Three Six. What 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 really hit me though is that I'm from East Tennessee, and I know the talent that's in East Tennessee. You know what I mean? I done made records with <laughs> every artist on this song. So it just it made me feel some type of way knowing that there wasn't no representation of East Tennessee. Not Knoxville, not Chattanooga, not the 865, not the 423, not none of that. It was just it, it, it bothered me And it should bother Memphis artists And Nashville artists too though. Why, why y'all ain't representing the East Why y'all ain't trying to put on for the East Like The East hard man It's some it's some hard artists in the East But Who am I though man You know what I mean I'm just me Oh Hold up Hey, I don't think that uh, the people that throw the verses uh, battle Swiss Beats and uh, Timberland know what 3-6 Mafia mean to the whole entire South. Man, they was like, they was out when NWA was out, man. Real talk. Because I remember me and my boy Bruce, man, we was purchasing tapes. You know what I mean? Paul Boy would come come back from Jackson or whatever with the volume 16 DJ Paul tapes. The tapes now You know what I mean Music done changed In a plethora of directions It done went from tapes To CDs To streaming To iPods To all that old type shit You know what I'm saying And uh 3-6 been down since tapes now They had down their 20 uh Projects out before Their first Commercial album With Selecto Hits Mystic Styles Came out And I ain't I ain't beating them boys Me to nothing You know what I'm saying I'm just Showing love because it's the home time And uh, I appreciate what they did last night They spanked on Bone Thugs But we're going to go to the title of this uh, podcast And I'm going to keep 3-6 in the background as the uh, You know what I mean The the music Because we celebrating them boys man We celebrating them boys today And uh, I just want to talk about Perception how you perceive things How you perceive individuals And uh, before we get into uh, Perception We're going to talk about what, like, what does perception mean really You know what I'm saying What does perception mean Let me get the uh, The dictionary's definition of perception It says it's the ability to see Hear And become aware of something Through the senses the state of being or processing or becoming aware of something through the senses. A way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something. A mental impression. But dang, my thoughts, we'll have to define what an impression is because uh, in my lifetime, 
I'm made aware that people don't like change. People don't want to accept change. People don't want to accept things are different. And uh, I knew that in an early age, but now looking over my life at who I have become and where I think I'm going and where I'm attempting to go, people are still going to perceive me to be the person that I was when I was a young boy. If that's all they know about me, they're going to perceive me to be a hustler or uh, the dude with the Chevy with the gold rims on it because they don't know what I've become or the person where I'm going or where I'm destined to be. Like things change. Like you can look at uh, artists like Gucci Man. When he came out of jail, people was calling him a clone because they didn't want to accept the change. People calling calling Kodak Black a clone. And I don't even see no difference in Kodak. Like, totally none. And people see me, and they think it's Cap today in my presence. And uh, for me to be in their presence, I've changed so much. For me to be in their presence, I have to adapt or go back to... What we used to do that made me comfortable to be in their presence. I have to, uh, what they consider fun, I have to adapt to that. Because what I do ain't fun to everybody. Or what I used to do was fun. Because that's who they perceive me to be. They perceive me to be the guy that wants to stunt, flex, go to the mall and buy clothes or go to the club and holler at the, the girls and stuff. Life is. Blown by that You know what I'm saying And uh, People always want you to be Who they perceive you to be And another uh, Example of that I, It's a pastor where I'm from I'm gonna give him his real name Dr. James H. Davis I have conversation with people From my hometown This man is dead now But he have He lived multiple lives He was a pastor He was a hustler he was a husband. He was a father. Uh, he was multiple things. But people wanted to call him by his nickname, his street name, Junebug. Because that's what they remember him as. That's what they view him as. But that isn't who he was. That's what people perceived him to be. And the reason I'm bringing up uh, perception is I want y'all to answer this. or I want y'all to tell me how y'all feel about this. If people perceive you to be something that you're not no more, should you remove those people out of your life so you can continue to move forward and one day or your energy attract the people that you have something in common with, that y'all share the same common interest? You know what I mean? Should you remove those individuals who view you as something that you're not no more? Because I don't, you know what I mean? I don't even, ain't, ain't no purpose. If I'm hindering myself, ain't no purpose for you to be in my presence. So it is what it is. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? On another note, y'all just, just tell me in the comment section what y'all thoughts is about that. Because I need y'all help, man. Real talk, I need y'all help on that. And this 3-6 playing with me. Hold up now. This one of my favorite joints now. That 3-6 now. It's off the end album, Late Night Till.
the Trevor Jackson Podcast. Let me just take you somewhere secret Gonna cut all of the lights down, don't forget all about your boy We gonna just know with what we feel and share a few private thoughts I'm not just out for your sex, let me sell Good morning, man, good morning I'm full of energy this morning I'm ready to get this workout in I'm ready to spend time with wifey And get to that game, man I hope y'all enjoying yourself, man If you really enjoying the content Please share the show Please like the show Please uh, tell your friends and your player partners to uh, subscribe to the channel and help us elevate. You know what I mean? Please leave something in the cash app. You can help a brother out one time. You know what I'm saying? What do you donate to that doesn't even have no value for you? But me, I'm talking about perceptions. And uh, I'm about to get on into the next topic before I get off of her and talk about attachments. I was reading a book. It was called The Mastery of Self by Don Miguel... Uh, Ruiz Jr. I read plenty of his father's book. Everybody should have read The Four Agreements by his father, Don Miguel uh, Ruiz. It's a great book, man. And The Mastery of Self, it was talking about attachments. And it, it, it involves sports and attachments. And uh, I've been saying this for a while. And I listened to my boy Star on the Star Report. He be talking about he ain't a fan of nothing. I ain't a fan of nothing either But I ain't a follower though I ain't a fan of nothing I grew up uh, In Knoxville, Tennessee A SEC city Where The Tennessee Vols football program Is a religion It's a religion It's a game It's a set You ain't down with us It's problems And they ain't even winning nothing but at the end of the day It affects people Because people feel Some sort of attachment to it Like they gotta represent it Like it's It's a part of their life And And All reality All attachments hinder you You know what I mean We are all one with everything At the end of the day But uh, I don't wanna get into one with Oneness with all the life though You don't wanna get into that You know what I mean Not yet anyway I'm trying to You know what I mean Feed y'all Gerber <laughs> But uh, y'all know if y'all looked at any of my book reviews, I purchased the physical and the audio copy because I can do that. You know what I'm talking about? And I like that. And it helps me out that way because I read when I'm going to sleep at night. And then when I'm out in the battle on my grind, I listen to the audio version. And then I catch up with it wherever I stop the audio version at. And when I'm laying down, I read it so I can get the full effect of it. And most people think that. Listening to audiobooks is a cheat code But at the end of the day we learn in multiple ways For real though We learn in multiple ways But uh, I'm going to play a little bit Of the uh, The book and what it says about Attachments And I hope this audio clear man But It's involving sports And it's potent it's powerful I really liked it and if you're a person who likes sports Man Tell me your thoughts about this, if you agree or you disagree with this, because I highly agree. You can see this in young children around the age of two, when they first begin to associate and declare objects in their possession as mine. Anyone who has ever attempted to make a two-year-old part with a toy can attest to the power of attachment. 
Although this is where attachment to items begins, it certainly doesn't end there, as often the more harmful attachments we hold are the unseen ones, and by this I mean our attachment to our own ideas, opinions, and beliefs. Mm, attachment to our own ideas, opinions, and beliefs. So if you can believe in something that's not a reality, and you're attached to that belief, does it serve you anything beneficial? Or is it hindering you and you holding on to something that's a hindrance? In my previous book, The Five Levels of Attachment, I explained the concept of attachment in detail. And I offer a measuring stick for the varying degrees to which you can become tied to your own beliefs, ideas, and opinions. For the purposes of understanding attachment and how it relates to the mastery of self, I will use an abbreviated example of a popular story that appears in that book. This example illustrates how if we aren't careful, attachments can quickly become unhealthy and cause suffering in our lives. Imagine that you like soccer. You don't have a particular team or player that you root for, and it doesn't matter if it's taking place in a magnificent stadium or a dirt-filled field. Both are equally good for a fan who just loves watching the game. The players could be great or mediocre, and you wouldn't care, as long as everyone playing is enjoying the game. As you watch, you generally don't choose to root for or against one side, and even if you do choose to root for a particular team, you do so with very little emotional investment, just enough to make the game more exciting. As a result, regardless of which team wins the game, it has nothing to do with you personally, as you have not made rooting for a particular team a part of your identity. The moment the referee blows the whistle that ends the game, regardless of which team wins or loses, you leave the game behind. You walk out of the stadium and continue on with your life, having enjoyed a good game. In this context, when you watch a game, you're simply enjoying a moment in time without any attachment to the outcome. You experience the purest form of joy, stemming from your desire to experience the game for the sake of the game, or life without conditions. You maintained your personal freedom throughout the process as the outcome of the game didn't impact your life one bit. Like we be conditioned to things and we have an attachment to things that affect our life, affect decisions we make. And when I think about this passage, the only thing I could think about was the Tennessee Ole Miss game and me being from Knoxville and seeing them litter the field. Like you can go to jail because you care so much about something that doesn't even give a shit about you. You think that th that program care about you? They're going to bond you out. You purchasing their merchandise. You're going broke. You're getting wings. You're spending two, three hours a weekend to participate in some shit that don't even know that you exist. And I'm, I don't even want to say that. I, I watched the game. I ain't nothing. I ain't a fan of nothing at the end of the day. But are we really that conditioned to be, and, and, and it's just not sports. I know that's what, you know what I mean, was mentioned in that passage of the book. But I just want to talk about attachments, things you're attached to. Are you attached to material things? Like, I know girls that, are attached to men with money And that might not be what you what, What's in your best interest A baller That nigga don't care about you He might give you a disease He might give you a baby and leave 
You know what I mean That might not be What's in your best interest You gotta Just live And be free Completely free And one with everything And just happy At the end of the day But man That's all I wanted to do Man was come on here And spend a couple of Moments with uh, The folks who rock with me And rock with the shows And rock with the Trevor Jackson podcast You know what I'm saying And uh I know it ain't the summer right now But we still celebrating 3-6 Mafia And it's one of my favorite songs And I'm out man Peace love Plenty abundance Make sure You know what to do Go get your song The Trevor Jackson Podcast.